featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. That would have been one where Augie would have placed a call to Patrick and just left that message. Okay, now what do you do? Uh, you score in the second half is what you no, do. No, now what do you do? Phil and Judd got a call today on their show from a guy in Ho Chi Minh City. And he told them how he went on Facebook or whatever to try to find a bar that was going to show American football. Yes. And he did. And he gets in there and he finds a guy from Hopkins. He finds a guy from Chaska. There's a guy in there with a Teddy Bridgewater jersey on. Yep. Who, with 25 seconds left, announced that he was leaving. And everyone said, no, no, don't leave yet. Yeah, hang on. Anything could happen. Right. And he said, maybe if I leave, it'll bring them good luck. So right now, Hemingway-like, you have some mysterious traveler wandering around in Southeast Asia <laughs> who needs to be found. <laughs> yes. He needs to be found. Yes, he does. Or what do we do with Millie? What, oh, Millie. What do we the, do with Millie? Do we pack her up, crate her up, and send her out to Philly? Uh, Philly's pretty rough. Maybe wait for the Super Bowl. If Millie get... Wall, 99 years old. She was pounding the screwdrivers yesterday at the ball game. No, mm-hmm. she had one. I don't know if she was pounding. <laughs> uh, the Vikings had surprised her with two tickets to Sunday's game uh, to honor her 100th birthday, which is coming up in July. Nice touch. Uh, the end. Uh, okay. Uh, she said she's been a Vikings fan for 56 years. She has a foam brick that she has a string tied to. Okay. And she throws it at the TV and then retrieves Pulls it. Pulls it back. So she doesn't have to get up all Got the it. time. But now is she the answer? Might she have to be brought back? Mm. It was her first game that she attended in person. I can't believe that. Being a Viking fan and at least not attending one game. I like the fact that an undrafted quarterback threw to... Uh, the 146th pick overall in the fifth round in 2015. Joe, the uh, the football gods were lined up. Now, I know it's easy to say, but I have a story to back me up. Do you, recall, do you recall me telling you I was watching the uh, playoff game uh, when Blair Walsh had the chance to, uh, to what, win it? Uh, yes. And I'm watching it with two women who didn't know if they were on foot or horseback when it came to football. Correct. I said, watch this. Anything can happen. And he missed it. I remember you saying that, yeah, Uh, on the air. Yesterday, the Vikings get the ball back with 25 seconds, and people are uh, saying it's over. I said, no, no. Just all they needed was one complete pass to get into field goal range. Right. And uh, sure enough, they get it. I think Diggs... I think that play calls for him to go out of play, if I'm not mistaken. Out of bounds? Yeah. I mean, uh, out of bounds, because I think that put him in field goal range where he caught it, didn't he? Yes. Okay. But he's thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's all the white jerseys? There's nobody around me. See you later. Oh, I. (laughs) Our house shook. That's fun stuff. Shook. Fun stuff, Johnny. And I'm, I'm grateful for my dad, who was on speakerphone, that he did not swear with two of my children around. Well, they've heard it before. Probably. Yeah. Her mom. According to emailer Mitch, Case Keenum has a Bible verse on his Twitter page. Okay. From Isaiah 40. Yes. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles. Okay. Oh. They're playing the eagles. Mm-hmm. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. 
except that seems to put the strength in favor of the of the Eagles. That that particular verse would would seem to weigh heavily on the side of the right. of the Eagles. Nevertheless, it is uh, just a touch of irony there that he that he has the Eagles on his Twitter page. Well, and you mentioned it's funny. Um, you mentioned how people kind of deal with uh, the the way, like Millie, uh, the brick. A foam brick with the string attached. Yeah, she throws she, the foam brick at the when TV. When she's frustrated, yeah. she throws it at her t- TV. Here's what a uh, New Orleans Saints fan did after I can't uh, see losing. I can't, um, you don't have to tell me what it is. I can't see uh, that. It's a 65 Kyle. inch television. And he's yeah. just throwing it off the balcony. Stop! This is his girlfriend wife. Yeah. Off the balcony. There went the it's TV, gone. huh? Yep. Well, some people take it. I wouldn't do that with my TCL Roku television. No, I wouldn't throw it off the balcony. Uh, makes oh. for a wonderful MLK day, though, doesn't it? Uh, happy Martin Luther... Do we greet? Is that a salutation? I happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Bud Grant will be on with us live at 3.03 p.m. I chatted with uh, Coach Grant earlier. I don't know if he knows who the hell I am, but I always reintroduce myself. Well, he got a lot of screen time yesterday. Uh, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But he was very cordial and nice and... He said, I'd be happy to uh, to join the fellas at three. I guess that's never happened to the Vikings before. They've never had that turn of fortune. Uh, what do you got, uh, Ahmad Rashad in Cleveland? Is it is it that yeah, but caliber? I think that was, a, wasn't it just a regular season game? Or was uh, to make the, game? I think that was to make the playoffs, yeah. possibly. Yeah, but this is what usually, you know, this is the Drew Pearson uh, shove-off. This, is, this, this atones for many mishaps throughout the years. We're always on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're always the one skulking off the field. Because and I think I think what it'll do too we, is is uh, uh, sober people up for the task in Philadelphia that they should. We should acknowledge that going into Philadelphia is going to be difficult. There again, they're favored. The Vikings are favored. Big deal. That's not. It's. I would discount that. You're going into Philadelphia. It's going to be miserable. The game will start at uh, what quarter to six, mm-hmm. Philadelphia time. Right, it's gonna be dark and miserable and blustery. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I would say that it's wise counsel uh, for Vikings fans to uh, to just have a care here. Okay, the the task is not completed. Gotcha. Let's put it that way. Um, what do you make of the end? The the very 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 end of the game yesterday. In what sense? That they had to come out and kick the extra point? Yes, and the spread was five and a half, and the Vikings won by five points. Mm -hmm. How many guys were screaming at their TCL Roku television to kick that extra point Mm -hmm. if they took the Vikings so they would beat the spread? Right. It was five and a half was the, the line. Right. And they won by five and didn't, and they took a knee for the extra point. I'm glad I don't bet. I, I've been cured of that uh, for decades. So I, I, don't, I never have. Uh, of all my vices, that's never been one of them. I've gambling? Never, I've never had, been a gambler. Math, well, it's a math thing, and I, under, I would understand that you. you Why wouldn't. would I subject myself to that? Right. Yeah. But it would be fun to watch you play cards. It would be fun to have a like a, a camera, you know. Do I have 17? We, have, this... uh, we have many uh, Zimmer uh, comments today from the lounge. Did you see his press conference yesterday? Well, I hope Johnny has it all. We we were t- uh, texting each other early this morning. I said, get all the Zimmer stuff you can find, just so we can put Zim in the lounge again. Right. But when, when they were opening the, the the doors or whatever, so people could see into the press conference, he was waving. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen him so 
jovial. I think a major weight was lifted off his shoulders when they came back to win. Wouldn't that have been a dreadful loss? Oh, Would have just been a dreadful, oh, here we go again. Right. Oh, oh. it was fun. It was, I guess that's why you watch sports. It does, you know, it does. It happens few, and it's few and far between when you get games like that. But when it happens, you're glad you're watching. Well, on a somewhat, somewhat hail mary pass like that, there's always someone safe. Uh, the, I, I, didn't safe even, I don't even look at it as a hail mary pass. It wasn't. It wasn't a hail it, mary it pass hail to mar- me. Goes to the end zone. You close your eyes and throw. Yeah. It was a pretty well-designed play that I, again, someone will have to correct me that knows way more about football than I do, but I think it's a play designed, it's a field goal play, get out of bounds, we'll still have enough seconds left to kick the field goal, and he's thinking, "Eh, uh, no, there's nobody here, see you later. I'm going to keep walking until somebody hits me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I screamed from the top of my lungs. I was so excited. So you uh, you got the undrafted Case Keenum. You got Blake Bortles, whoever he is. Mm-hmm. And who's the guy for Philly now filling in with for uh, Carson Wentz? Uh, uh, Foles. Foles. Or, yeah, Foles. What's Brady thinking? <laughs> How high is the throne he's sitting on? Right, right. <laughs> Hi. Approach me. Let me and tell he, you what he has I all, think. Probably has all his rings on, waiting down his hands as people come in to feed him grapes. And <laughs> he's, oh, How he's high is the throne by... he's sitting? Looking at these three guys, thinking... I can't get my throne any higher than right. this. Right. Or, he, or he's thinking this is going to be a piece of cake. How about Jacksonville, Minnesota? That's what you want? Mm, why not? Although it'd be fun to have the Vikings beat New England, wouldn't it? But there again, there again, I'm violating my own premise, which is not to get ahead of myself. Please don't get ahead of yourself. You can't we, get ahead of yourself. Let's get through Philly. And you got to decide what to do about a Millie. Is <laughs> Millie going to be crated up and haul her out to Philly? Let's get Millie to Philly. <laughs> I'll throw in a dollar. I'll uh, contribute a dollar. I'm in for 50 cents a year dollar. All right. As a show, yep. as a show, yep. Garage Logic will contribute a dollar to Let's Get Millie to Philly Fund. Right. But just to be clear, her grandkids will have to take her or something. But just to be clear, you're covering my fifty cents that I got I'm putting you. in. I okay. got you. All right. I, okay. Then we're good. What What difference is it? Yep. At this her. point, I I, I would have assumed that you wouldn't have come up with the fifty cents. I got you covered. You are accurate. That's right. Yep. Now there's a lot of talk about was that the best moment in Minnesota sports history. No. Uh, For me, not yet. No. If the Vikings get past Philadelphia, and if they win the Super Bowl, then I think you could make the argument that Keenum to Diggs was was right there. Was right there. Was maybe top 10. Well, Well, I can't name 10. I defy you to name 10. You got Puckett's home run, see you tomorrow, game six. Other than that, what can you come up with? For me personally, it's always been the U.S. hockey team beating the uh, commies in Lake Placid. It was virtually a Minnesota team coached by a Minnesotan. If you're claiming, I'm claiming that one. If you're claiming that as a Minnesota moment, then I would for sure I go claim that as a Minnesota moment. Top three. But uh, you can't come up with ten that I'm aware of. Okay. There's never been a basketball moment, uh, unless no, it goes no. back to the Lakers when I would not have been aware. No. There's never been a football moment. 
Uh, there's um, never there's been Rashad, one or two baseball. Rashad's catch. Okay, it's the second time you've brought that up. Yeah, because that was look, huge. Look it up and tell me what yeah. in what context was that significant? I see it was against Cleveland. As Bud as Bud called him, I will look up Ahmad. Ahmad. Yeah. I, I I seem to remember it as a regular season game, but maybe it was a regular season game that put him into the playoffs. But so what? They would have lost. Uh, 1980, a miracle at the Met. Yeah, but why was it a miracle? Uh, refers to the comeback against the Browns in week 15 of the 80 NFL season. The yeah. Vikings trailed by 23-9 to nine in the fourth quarter. But what, what did the victory mean? Um, game summary. Okay, the Vikings came into the game with the record of 8-6. and six. The Browns, nicknamed the Cardiac Kids, were 10-4. and four. A win for the Browns would clinch them a playoff berth, while a win for the Vikings would clinch them the NFC Central and a playoff appearance. Big deal. What did they do? They didn't go anywhere in the playoffs. That was a 46-yard Hail Mary. Right, right. No, I don't think that ranks with this. I don't think that even comes close. Not even, not even in the yeah. same ballpark. So come up with some others. I'm okay. not. I'm not. Uh, I'm Kirby's not. catch in uh, catch. You mean the home run? Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow night yeah. in the uh, when he when he makes the catch in center field. Yep. yep. Uh, Kirby's home run. Okay, that's two. Jack Morris tenth inning. That's three. Damn it. Um. <laughs> uh, give me some North Star. There, there aren't any. Gophers. No, that doesn't hold it. The winning a hockey championship, wild. Uh, no. no, there aren't any. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna go. The phones are ringing off the hook, so I, I'm gonna agree with you. I can't make it. I'm sticking with uh, the Olympic. I, I claim that because of uh, we had Herb coaching so many Minnesota guys on the team. John, go ahead, please. Yeah, the thing I remember about that Ahmad Rashad catch is the big deal was he and one other guy, when he's laying on the ground with the ball, they were saying $10,000, $10,000, because that's what that's what they were going to get for playing in the playoff game. Hey, help me with something. Wasn't that the last game ever at, the, at Metropolitan Stadium for football, not counting the playoffs? Wasn't that the final uh, game? Oh, I don't remember if it was 80 or 81. It could have been, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, either am I. Thank you. Yeah. we got to look it up. Uh, I don't think that was the final game. The Metrodome opened for play. Well, Rook's going to have to do it for me. When did the Metrodome... Uh, when did the Metrodome... That's a John, too. When did the Metrodome open for play? 81 or 82? I believe it was 82. We'll verify. I think Trust it's 82. John, go ahead, please. Mr. Mayor. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a link or what. So, link, Rookie's talking about 1980, the Cleveland Browns, the Vikings. I was a sophomore in high school. I took three buddies to that game at the Met. Yep. We left in the fourth quarter when they were down 23-9 to nine to get the Mannings and go have something to eat. Yep. And we listened to the winning touchdown in the vehicle. Yep. Yesterday, okay. I had an 8.55 flight out of Boston, yep. Eastern Time. I could not bear. I've seen four Super Bowl losses. I could not bear to watch them lose that game. So after the go-ahead field goal by the Saints, we were in a bar with 300 Packer or Packer fans, Viking fans yep. in Boston. Yep. As soon as the go-ahead field goal, I told my wife and my two daughters, "We're leaving. We got to get to the airport." And we never saw the winning 
play until I got home on ESPN or got to the airport. So, <laughs> so, so you I ever... don't know if there's a link or what, but I walk out whenever we got a chance to do something great. Right. I leave. All right, do Dennis, that next week. Sunday, you got to walk out. I will. All right, thank walk. you. You got to walk out. What'd you find? I found that the uh, it opened in 1982. Yeah. Okay. So the final football. I, here's why I'm remembering. Yeah. After the final football game at the Met against the Chiefs. That's which right. Which they lost. They, they, I remember still to this day, I can remember the sound of sledgehammers. <laughs> People taking, uh, doing whatever they could to drag souvenirs yes. out of there. Remember that? You yeah, could I hear the rag and sound like a construction project. Uh, People walked out with chair uh, seats. That was December 20th, 1981. They lost a 10-6 decision to the Chiefs. Yep, and then, uh, then the snowmobile-suited fans... Uh, many of whom might have had some schnapps, began to dismantle the place. Fans, sensing that this was the final game of (laughs) any sort at the stadium, determined to claim souvenirs in preparation. The Vikes tripled their security force, but during the game's final minutes, the fans began dismantling seats and bleachers, uh, stormed the field, uh, took the goalposts. They took turf, sod. (laughs) I was typing in the press box, and I was frightened for my life. I thought, what in the world? Sounded like a Santa's workshop. There were hordes of people just attempting to uh, bring the place to its knees. I believe we have John Height ready with, uh, do we have time? What line? Matt. Tim, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. Hail the mayor. Hail you. I was down at that last game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I actually stormed the field in the second half, caught a Tommy Kramer incomplete pass, thought maybe I should pick up that ball and run right back up because they had had the snow piled up, so I slid down the snowbank to get onto the field. Yep. And uh, I didn't have a ticket, but they started letting people in at in the second half for free. Were you part of the wrecking crew? I was I wasn't part of the wrecking crew, but I did take a piece of the Metropolitan Stadium turf. You still have with, it? With, no, I don't. But I put it in a, in a fish bowl and let it grow for quite a few years. <laughs> but another story, Joe. We rented a motorhome, threw a 16-gallon keg uh, in the in the uh, latrine in the bathroom. We parked that motorhome right next to that. They added a bunch of uh, outdoor. Uh, Yep. We parked it right next door to the girls' bathrooms. Yep. So when they came when they came out of the bathrooms, we brought them into the motorhome for a cold beer. Well, you can't beat that. Thank you. Can't beat that. Let's you bring in height. Yep. Yep. Bye. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's partly sunny and five degrees. Our wind chill at fifteen below zero. Time out. Yeah. Um. One member of the staff is is missing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like we missed him at all yet? <laughs> Can he? Oh, wow. I can't remember social, his name. Uh, 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 Fred. Re- Reavers. Fred, Fred no. Reavers? Uh, Fred Reavers. Reavers. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. He's, I see him with that big... Uh, with the towel wrapped around his head and his jaw, that, that uh, with a pack of ice, <laughs> like on standing all, yeah. he's still beyond the heading. <laughs> Vikings and Eagles will meet in the NFC Championship game Sunday to see who represents the conference in the Super Bowl. Vikings improbable last second touchdown, moving the Vikings into the championship game. Uh, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer said uh, during that last sixty-one yard touchdown, 
he had a lot of different things going through his head. First thing I did was I was saying, get out of bounds. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. That's right, hang on you a gotta second. you got to be in the lounge, the, man. The you got to be in the music. lounge. Give me a sec. We got yeah, Sam. We got, you know what we got today, Martin Luther King uh, celebration? We have nothing but time. Yes. Nothing but time. Here we go. Saying, get out of bounds. <laughs> and then I saw him running. I'm looking to see if he's going down, if he stepped out of bounds. And then I'm going back to look and see if we had any penalties or anything on it. And, um, and then the next thing I did was look the clock to see what how much time was left. So um, I don't know. Some guys jumped on me. I don't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> That uh, not remembering what happened thing, uh, that was a common theme among many of the Vikings. Some of them even saying they didn't know what was going on. In fact, after the game, defensive tackle Everson Griffin, speechless. Oh, my. That's that's unbelievable. I'm like, I'm happy. I was sad. Now, wow. I got, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm shocked. I don't know what else to say. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I think a common reaction was, did that just happen? Yeah. That was a common reaction. Or, did that just happen? Why didn't he catch that out of bounds like they normally would? Yeah. Why haven't we? Why wasn't there an illegal procedure? How did he not fall down? Yeah. <sighs> Vikings-Eagles will play the late game Sunday. That starts at 540-hour time, uh, so it'll be evening time in Philadelphia. The weather as of now, actually, the forecast looks pretty good. Ooh. Sunday's supposed to be partly cloudy with a high of 53 in well, the afternoon. that's a nice day then. Yep, should cool off by game time, I would guess 30s maybe. Yeah. Uh, after the, uh, before, excuse me, before the NFC game, Jacksonville will play New England in the AFC championship game. Do you think Brady's just sitting there polishing his rings? Well, no. I think somebody's polishing his rings for him while he watches. That's true. And then his wife's preparing some evil diet that he's consuming. I think, like Paul McCartney, I think he's sneaking out to Mickey D's every once, at least once a week. Wild lose to the Canucks in overtime last night. Jason Zucker and Daniel Winnick scored for Minnesota. A wild off until Saturday when they'll play Tampa Bay at the Excel Energy Center. The mandatory five-game break. I think it's nonsense. A nice signing over the weekend by the Minnesota Twins. Right-handed reliever Addison Reed agreed to a two-year deal with the Twins for under seven, just under $17 million. The 29... You know I got to think Addison's foghorn. Oh, the name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Reed's 29 years old. He spent time with the White Sox, Red Sox, Mets, and Diamondbacks during a seven-year major league career. He had 19 saves, 15 holds, and a 2.84 ERA in 77 appearances last season with the Red Sox and the Mets. Back in 2013 with the White Sox, he did have a career-high 40 saves. Is he a good pickup, John? He's a very good pickup. All right. Very, uh, very good eighth-inning guy. Uh, well, he could be a closer, too, but it sounds like they signed Rodney to be their closer, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing Reed will be their eighth-inning fella. News notes from today. The Minnesota State Patrol reports a total of 486 crashes from midnight to 11 this morning as roads remained slick after yesterday's snowfall. The total included two crashes with fatalities, one in Egan, one in Thief River Falls, and 42 in which injuries were reported. In addition, 298 reports of vehicles spinning out or going off the road and seven reports of jackknife semis. One of those crashes in the Twin Cities this morning involved a police car. St. Louis Park Police Department reported uh, one of their squad cars was hit by another vehicle on slippery roads. Nobody luckily hurt in that incident. That crash occurred at 394 on Highway 100 while the officer was out on another call, according to the department. 
At the 32nd Annual State of Minnesota Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration in St. Paul, Governor Mark Dayton discussed the need for more progress in combating racism. This year's theme for the ceremony, held at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts, was based on a statement the activist once made. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? During the ceremony, Dayton expressed his concern that indecency was gaining the upper hand. Governor also criticized President Trump, calling him the worst public perpetrator of racism, bigotry, and intolerance. At the ceremony, 14 people were given awards for their commitment to service. Two educators also given Lifetime Achievement Awards. Senator Jeff Flake, a Republican from Arizona, plans to give a speech in the coming days that compares President Trump's public criticism of the news media to similar comments once made by Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin. Spokesman said that Flake, who will retire after this year amid intense political pressure sparked by his criticism of the president, plans to deliver that speech Wednesday before Trump announces the winners of his self-described fake news awards. Flake continues to be one of Trump's most frequent critics, often speaking out to say that the president's words and actions could be detrimental to the future of the Republican Party. A Hawaii emergency management employee has been reassigned. Mm -hmm. The state agency he works for has received death threats. Okay. Fallout from that botched... We're going to talk about this later, but go ahead. I think it's a big story. Fallout from the botched ballistic missile alert that triggered panic across the island. A 10-year employee has been temporarily reassigned pending an investigation into the incident to a job that does not provide access to the warning system. The agency created to protect the lives of Hawaiians now has to deal with death threats, apparently. That, according to spokesman Richard Raposa, said the agency has been getting the threats via anonymous telephone calls. Hawaii is about 4,500 miles from Pyeongchang, and the vocal military threats from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un are taken seriously by Hawaiian state officials. The state has been working recently to upgrade their missile warning program. Turkish media reports says the pilots of a plane that skidded off the runway and down a slope toward the sea. You see those pictures? Yes. Oh, gosh. How would you have handled that, Joe? I would have kicked out a window and gotten out of there. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. It went down a slope toward the sea. The pilots have told investigators the plane's right engine experienced a sudden surge of speed that forced it to swerve to the left. The Pegasus Airlines Boeing 737-800 with 168 people on board went off the runway at Trabzon Airport in northern Turkey late on Saturday, stopping at an acute angle only a few feet from the Black Sea. All passengers and crew evacuated. No one was injured. The airline said in a statement that all those on board disembarked safely. The private Dogen News Agency said the pilots told investigators the plane landed normally, but that the engine's sudden increase in speed caused them to lose control. Authorities at the airport today were making preparations to tow the plane off that slope. Dolores O'Riordan, lead singer of the Irish rock band The Cranberries, died suddenly this morning. What? She was 46 years old. She died in London where she was recording, according to her publicist. Publicist says no further details are available at the time, said the singer's family is devastated by the news. Formed in Limerick, Ireland at the end of the 1980s, the Cranberries became international stars in the 90s with hits including Linger and Zombie. The 2014 O'Riordan was accused of assaulting three police officers and flight attendants back in New York in 2014. She pleaded guilty. Medical records given to the court indicated she was mentally ill at the time of that altercation. After a court hearing, O'Riordan had urged other people suffering mental illness to seek help. She survived by her ex-husband, former Duran Duran tour manager Don Burton, and their three she was a little spunky, but she what's, had a great voice. Didn't what's she? with these Irish chicks? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sinead O'Connor, uh, Dolores Reardon, 
Uh, what's the deal? Something in the potatoes. Something's in the potatoes over there. John, that's it, huh? Uh, you know, I could go all day no, if you no, want me to, Joe. No, no, no. to well, we're looking forward to uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to more Zimmer in the lounge. Okay, Sam Ryan's coming up. Here's Sam Ryan at the Channel Five Weather Center. Well, hello, Joe. Hi. We are dealing with the cold, and the cold's going to stay with us for just one more day. So if you're tired of it, we're going to see that kick out of here, and it's going to be sort of a milder theme for the uh, rest of the week, even into early next week, it looks like. So right now we're at six above. We do have uh, quite a few clouds here in the Twin Cities. There's uh, even a few flurries. We're going to keep that alive all the way into the early overnight hours tonight. Uh, Folks over in western Minnesota, things are just clear right now, and you're going to see cold temperatures tonight, and so will we. We'll drop down to a low of five below. There is a wind chill advisory until tomorrow morning, where we could see wind chill values drop as low as 25 below. Then tomorrow we'll keep it cold, partly to mostly sunny skies. A high of only six above. Tuesday night, one more night below zero. But then on Wednesday, we start to warm up. Wednesday, we'll hit a high of 22 degrees. Thursday, close to 30. And then we'll have a little thaw occurring both Friday and Saturday. Now, Sunday is the day to watch. We could have a storm system moving in. It's a little uncertain on where this one will track, but it has the potential to bring some more snowfall to the area starting by Sunday evening. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, John had it in his news about the uh, missile alert, the incoming missile alert. That would freak me out. Well, I was thinking about that. That went out uh, on in Hawaii on Saturday. What is that the definition of the fact that this got blown? This uh, is the ultimate. No, this is the ultimate. You had one job. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And he and he blew it. Uh, and that, right. He puts the. Uh, the jumpsuit on every day that has the special name tag and the badge. Yeah. He goes through the security clearance. One job. You got one job. Hit the right big clown button yeah. when you have to. And apparently they didn't. Uh, the unnamed emergency department worker will not be fired <laughs> because he made an honest mistake. Hawaii Emergency Management Agency spokesman Richard Raposa told the Washington Post. Part of the problem was it was too easy for anyone to make such a mistake, Raposa said. We have to make sure that we're not looking for retribution, but we should be fixing the problems in the system. I know that it's a very, very difficult situation for him. Yeah, the agency's been getting death threats. The agency has already put in place new safeguards to present to prevent such a misfire, including a cancel button that will immediately send out corrective alerts if an erroneous warning is issued, officials said Sunday. So I got to thinking, how... How would people have reacted? Apparently, there was panic on the islands. Uh, people trying to take shelter. Well, let let's say let's say it's real. There's an incoming nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell? You're not going to be able to do anything. You're not getting. You're on an island. You're not, we really you don't have an escape anywhere. route. Right. You can't go anywhere. I probably would have bought the luckies. I would have gone to the bar. Yeah, me too. I would have bought the luckies and a jar. And headed down to the beach and said, see you later. Right. Now, I'm talking big. Who knows what or I would I might as well run around like a chicken with my head cut off. I don't know. A cigar, walk right into the bar. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? How are you? <laughs> I, guess what, the, I guess this is it. <laughs> what, what What? What? more would you do? You can't. You You, you can't go live your life anymore. You're. It's It's over. Right. Uh. I, I guess I'd maybe, you know, just in case, take a couple of to pray. The, the threat of such imminent terror... Uh, so uh, so unnerved people that they 
were going crazy. They panicked. Where am I going to go? The PGA Tour was uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, and the players uh, didn't know what to do. Right. Nobody knew what to do. There's nothing you can, you know why? What can you do? You can't do anything. Uh, the the well-known foreign policy expert Jim Carrey, uh, the comedian, yeah. he blamed Trump. Ah, and, how do we do that? Well, he thinks that because of Trump's, uh, what Kerry believes to be his instability, that's that's emboldened uh, the little guy in North Korea. And if it wasn't for Trump uh, sounding off so often, uh, they wouldn't be having these threats from North Korea. So therefore, it was Trump's fault. I did watch uh, 2020 last Friday night, and it included a special on uh, Kim Jong-un mm -hmm. and his family and their family's rise to power and how he's had... Uh, his his half brother offed uh, some higher level guys yeah. that were Paul Bears at Kim Jong Il's. Yeah, whatever. They're all gone. Yeah. Uh, but I read the accounts of of how this could happen, and apparently, uh, it not only can happen, but it took forty minutes to correct it. So that's another thing you're going to have to because correct. once people saw the the. Warning, they did they get out of contact with no, no, uh, technically, it took 40 minutes oh, for the emergency services department, whoever's in charge of hitting the big clown buttons. It took 40 minutes before they could begin to post, There is no threat. Okay, so they got to solve that problem too. Uh, the tourism industry alone will demand it. So, you the got, guy, you got to fix this, you got to fix this right away because uh, we can't have we can't have people flying over here wondering if if they're going to have reliable emergency services. Uh, it, but it took 40 minutes. Now, the, the other thing they're going to fix, apparently, is it's going to require two people uh, to sound a credible alarm. It'll require two people, not just the one, the one fellow. I don't know what's involved. Uh, to those of us uh, reading about this, we think, how difficult can it be? You got one job. But maybe there's a protocol that's followed, and certain switches have to be thrown, and I, I have no idea. But uh, they're they're going to solve it in one uh, sense by having two people hit the clown button instead of one, so that gives you a a backup to the one human has to sure. be verified by the other human. But then they also have to solve in the unlikely event they do this again. How are they going to correct it in less than forty minutes? Right. So the guy that told his boss off, and then forty minutes later had to go in and go. You know, uh, we had a false alarm here, and I was just kidding. That was my way of dealing with it. Who's on one there? Dennis, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe, just looking at the light side, how many babies are going to be born in nine months? Uh, probably zero. <laughs> you don't know. Some well, guys are going to go. Yeah, that's true. We might as well take one last shot. Here, let's go. Yeah, all right. Some guy could have gone Frank Miller. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that the, what was the guy's name? Who's that on two? Uh, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, Joe, I was just thinking about back in the late 50s, the civil defense drills we would have. Yeah. Just think we had to do that today. Who would get blamed for that? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Black does a great bit on that. Uh, yeah, he does. And exactly. I grew up during that era of when we had to uh, hide under our desk, which uh, and when you stop to think about it is you were hiding under kindling. <laughs> or I remember distinctly we would go down. This was at St. Luke's grade school yeah. in St. Paul. It's not named St. Luke's anymore, but to me, it's all the other saints or something. Yeah. All the other saints or whatever. But there was, uh, I think, what was down there was a fifty-gallon drum of saltine crackers and some tepid water, <laughs> and and so we would go down. And, uh, that was going to save us, I guess. There you go. Hey, we, we would emerge from the tomb down there, 
the tunnel, and uh, everything would be okay, I guess. Can we go out yet? No, nah, if, shut up and eat your crackers. You know, if one of those babies <laughs> is going to hit you, see you later. Yeah, you know. it's just embrace it. But again, unfortunately, if I had been in Hawaii, where I've never been, by the way, I, I don't know how I, I would have reacted. For sure, I might have bought the Luckies. And that'd be just my luck. I'd get hooked again on the Luckies. Right. And then 40 minutes later, after I'd smoked 40 of yeah, them. Yeah, false alarm. They'd say, Sorry, never Suits. mind. Now I'm hooked again. <laughs> All right, just a moment. Garage okay. Logic will be back uh, shortly. Dave, go ahead, please. Joe, um, are you familiar with a website called radiotapes.com? Vaguely. Okay. On that site, they have a clip from, and I want to say it's the late 60s, early 70s, from The Old Neighbor, where Howard Viken actually got the message that a nuclear strike was underway. <laughs> I would assume other radio stations also put their emergency action into play. Yeah. But, I mean, it got down to the point where they were playing pre-recorded bits about how to evacuate the city. Really? And Yeah, and what to do. And it's just amazing. And I'm not sure how long it went on. I want to say 15, 20 minutes until they got the all clear. Yeah. And he was, you know, I don't know if you remember him. He was a pretty pretty uh, together guy. And he was absolutely shook up about what had just happened. No, I remember him well. And the old neighbor could have gotten away with anything because that's the only station anybody listened to then. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yep. An undrafted quarterback yep. throws a virtually perfect pass yep. to a fifth rounder who was the 146th pick overall out of Maryland, uh, Diggs, and the Vikings march on. You know what that was? Fun. It's a great world, isn't it? 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's cold. Cold.